Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth. No, Elizabeth, don't. This is Left Unsupervised with Elizabeth Morales, your comedic host that's done it all. Actress, writer, director, producer, headdresser, bartender, beauty pitch, and organizer, rock and roll, PR expert, talent coordinator, bookkeeper, hostess, makeup artist, wife, mother, and general badass. Now listen as she interviews all of her favorite celebrities, doctors, and entrepreneurs that she's met along the way. This week, Elizabeth is left unsupervised with her guest, Lisa Arturo. Oh my God, Dana. So today we have Lisa Arturo, my friend who does animal rescues. Girl, I just love her. Her heart is so big. I don't know how she does it, but she's a badass. I don't, I was scrolling through the Big Love Instagram. Uh huh. Oh my God. Oh, it's so sweet. I know. She, that girl, she's teeny. She's like a little dynamite. She's teeny. And she will go under cars and sewers. Like, she's a badass. And I'm like, aren't you scared? If whatever she has to do to get that animal is what she's going to do. You have a rescue, right? I do. Well, I've had four, six rescues. And some have passed. And But I am a true believer in rescues. I love my rescue dogs. And Rocco, one of my dogs had passed, and um, whom I loved very, very much, which I love all my dogs. I don't even know why I have to preface it with that. But, yeah, you know, well, sometimes <laughs> you have such like a special connection with one, like a lot of people have with their kids, but won't admit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You bond with one and the others you got to deal with. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, they're all, they're all so great. Oh, but... my God. But, you know, some some dogs have those human eyes, you know, they just like look through your soul. So Mike, I, I, I was telling Lisa, Mike won't stop if there's an animal adoption happening and we need dog food, he's not going to stop to get dog food. I'm <laughs> cooking dog food because he's not <laughs> stopping. But Rocco was um, – my dog had passed and we were at uh, – we needed to go get dog food. And so Mike was – we were sitting having drinks, you know, his brunch and, you know, uh, have a few cocktails. I was feeling no pain. And we go <laughs> get dog food and there's pet adoption. And um, Mike's like, nope. We're not, we're going to come back later. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm all buzzed. I'm like, no, baby, I feel good. We're not going to bring no dog home. No, I feel good. And I go, the next thing I know is like, guess what? I can't leave. Look at him. He's looking at me. He needs me. I bond with this dog. I can't let go of him. Hence, Rocco, because we were at Rocco's Tavern. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. There's a video I have to send you. It's a bunch of drunk women getting handed puppies. And it's <laughs> the most, like, I cried watching it. It was so, so sweet and, like, heartfelt. Like, they all immediately started crying. Am I in that video with my friends? Is that me and my friends? <laughs> it was filmed at a Rocco's Tavern a couple years ago. It's I, it's so sweet. Oh, oh, my God. Well, I can't wait to talk to Lisa because... Because I swear, like, uh, I just I love dogs, and I'm that I'm that one. As a matter of fact, the other day we were driving home, and I'm that one that if I see a stray, I gotta stop. I'll pick it up. I'll look for you know. I'm one of those, and I'm like, baby, pull over. Oh my god, there's a puppy. We need to get it. It's small little, and he's like, and the little puppy's like running, and I'm like, Mike's driving after the puppy, and I'm like, just pull over, pull over, and I get out of the car, and I'm like, going to, it was a coyote. It was a. 
hysterical. Oh, yeah. We have so many critters in our neighborhood from the fires. It's crazy. Oh, right. Because, yeah, you live so close to... The, yeah, there have to be so many animals up there now. So many. The only ones that I just can't get around, you know, loving are are the rats. Mm-hmm. You know, those are... They, chew, they chewed up Mike's... Um, Electrical cords in the car, in the garage. We got one that got in there and messed up the whole electrical system in my car's uh, in my husband's car. Isn't that crazy? That's chewed so everything advanced. to pieces. <laughs> Talk about he like techni- hacked a mainframe. And <laughs> sometimes I like with an animal. I'm like, oh. This was just the plot of like a Pixar movie, and I, I'm one of the people that it's affecting. But I'm sure there's like some greater good as to why they needed to do something like that. <laughs> well, rats gotta keep chewing on stuff because their teeth keep growing, and if they don't chew, their teeth will grow into their throat and they choke and die. What a horrible problem to have. I mean, you're looking at me like you just heard about five shades of white. Oh, I think well, it's because that that's why I eat so much is because my teeth are growing at a rapid pace, and if I don't eat constantly, I'll choke and die. Oh my God! Well, let's Let's see how Lisa feels about rats. Yeah, let's get Lisa in here. Okay. Today's guest is an actor and animal advocate. I absolutely adore this girl. You know her from the television shows like Ballers, Bones, and 90210. She is returning for her second year to judge the American Rescue Dog Show on the Hallmark Channel. And at the start of 2019, she founded Big Love Animal Rescue, an organization committed to rescuing and rehabilitating abandoned animals. Oh, my God. Thank God we have people like Lisa. She is so amazingly talented, and she is only matched by the big size of her heart. And she is so wonderful and brilliant and so compassionate. And we need more people like you, Lisa. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So, off the bat, you're a Jersey girl. I love it. Like me. <laughs> Italian Jersey girl in the house. Oh, yes. I love it, two Jersey girls. So what brought you to L.A.? And I read some things about you that I thought were really interesting. Yeah. I read that you traveled the world. You were a, an actress, mm-hmm. dancer. You're like a triple threat girl. <laughs> Minus you're, the singing. I yeah. cannot sing. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about how you got here to L.A. Yeah. Well, I grew up being a, a professional dancer, and I traveled the world with different dance companies. I was a showgirl, you know, Ooh, fishnets and No wonder feathers. if you guys could see her. She is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It was fun. I lived in Japan and Monte Carlo and traveled around Germany and did the whole kind of Bob Fosse, showgirl, rockette sort of lifestyle. Wow. And, uh, oh, my God. That is my fantasy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Eating croissants and drinking oh. coffee at, you know, 5 o'clock p.m. On, in, in Monte Carlo. Oh, my God. That sounds so amazing. <laughs> And then I lived in New York City. I was a dancer there. Came to Los Angeles to pursue acting. While I was here, I got an agent, got a manager, studied acting, and had a whole full career. I still do as an actress. 
probably about 15 years ago, I became very passionate about animal rescue, and and that also became a part of my life with acting. How did that start? How did that passion start and grow? I actually had a friend who her dad had a Shiba Inu in Japan, and he couldn't <laughs> keep the dog anymore, and they didn't know what to do with it. So my girlfriend flew this Japanese dog. His name was Chai-san, which meant little brown in Japanese. Oh, my God. And so Chai-san came to me and I was going to be his foster, just his foster mom. And we fell in love. And he was like my little guy. It was just me and Chai against the world and going on acting auditions. <laughs> and I had oh to like God. learn a little Japanese because he was like, uh, commands, <laughs> like he didn't yeah. know his commands. He's like, I don't speak Jersey. So what do you got? <laughs> Japanese, please. <laughs> Japanese. When he passed away, I was devastated. This little guy was my life. I really, I, I became un glued for a couple of weeks. I just felt so lost. And, you know, when you're an actress and you have that as your craft, it becomes a, it can be, you know, a very me sort of lifestyle. You have to work on booking jobs and taking care of yourself and looking good. And it's all about me, 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 me. Right. And there was a part of me that felt sort of lost. And so when Chai passed away, I just heard this voice in me that said, go be of service. And I went down to the animal shelters. I had really never been in them before. And I, oh I, my God, I just heard it's this. so hard. It's so, yeah, it is. And I, I this voice just Ugh. said, go in his honor and help other animals. All of a sudden, I just felt alive again. I felt like, wow, giving back and being, doing something bigger than myself really meant meant something to me and I found like my life's purpose by doing that. I so still Chai gave you your life's purpose to go and so from you fostering, I mean, Lisa, that's so cool. It's like life full circle, right? right. So you foster this little guy, you think you're saving him. He's really saving you yeah. and he's gotten you now, even when he's not here in honor of him, you have created this whole other side of Lisa that was maybe dormant or something, mm -hmm. or he created. So that is so cool. Yeah, my little Chai, he did it for me. And he had, since then, I've saved hundreds of animals. And, you know, it was all because of him. So going into the shelter system is hard. But when people say, oh, it's so hard, I, my response is, you know, you just I put my big girl panties on because it's not about me. And if I'm not their voice, if people don't put their emotions and their fears aside of going into a shelter and seeing dogs that need a second chance, then who's going to do it? You know, it's well, a selfless act and you have to you have to stand up and do hard things. Yeah. And this is for me, I have. Well, I've had in the last, I would say, uh, 20 something years, all my dogs well, all my dogs have been rescued. And every time that I've either gone to the shelter or to an animal rescue, I leave there in <laughs> tears, bawling, curled up in a fetal position. I want them all. So my question to you is, I am so emotional when I go to those, and it's like stays with me. Mm. How do you mm -hmm. separate, and maybe you don't, but how do you stay on that path and not let it like knock you down? Because I'm sure that the things that you've seen, which I want to get into a little bit of how you've changed so many dogs' lives and the situations that you have put yourself in, dangerous situations mm -hmm. to rescue these animals. Mm -hmm. So how do you separate the emotional of like seeing that and then waking up in the morning and knowing that you're going to go and you're going to do it again? 
Right. Well, I think we can apply this in our lives to everything. You have to do hard things to get a great result and to just feel you've accomplished something, right? That you're proud of it. Right. So I know that when I save an animal and I see it giving up and I go into the shelter, I go into the streets, as hard as, as it is, as hard as it is, and sometimes I look at the other ones that I can't take that day and I've left behind, I focus on the one dog that I am changing his or her life mm. in that moment. And I stay focused on that. And I get it medical care. I find it a foster. I look for a home. The joy that I get when I see this animal on someone else's couch curled up in their arms watching, you know, Sunday football. It is, there's no feeling in the world. And as much as I love and appreciate booking acting jobs, the feeling of rescuing an animal gives me so much more fulfillment um, fulfillment, and just there's so much gratitude. So of course, there's hundreds of other dogs that I've left in the shelter, but I know I made a difference for that animal's life. And so And you continue to be a voice to advocate for all the animals that you've even had to leave behind. Right. You know, so maybe I took a couple of pictures of those dogs and said, hey, I can't I can't grab these dogs. But I know some other rescues that love min pins. I know another rescue that will rescue shepherds and maybe they'll go for them. I'll shoot them an email. I'll shoot them a text. I'm going to the shelter tomorrow to go get a dog. And I actually wanted to tell you this. This is a crazy story and kind of just explains a little bit about animals in our culture and people and and how they're treated and what happens. Go, girl. Two weeks ago, I went to the shelter, the Downey Shelter, which is a county shelter. Okay. Happens to be a high kill shelter. And um, I was pulling out a pit bull that I saw on Facebook. She was suffering with a pneumonia. She has two other viruses going on and had to be rushed to emergency hospital or she was going to die. So I collaborated with another rescue, LA Animal Rescue, and together we saved her life. While I was in the parking lot and it was a rainy day, this guy and his mom are carrying this black and white matted Shih Tzu looking dog wrapped in a towel. And I was like, hey. Where are you going? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing with that dog in a towel? Because I already knew what was going to happen. And he's like, oh, he was running in the street and I don't know. And and I, and I said, okay, well, I'm rescued. Give me the dog. So he, I roll down my window and he throws this wet, matted, like, dog in my car. And um, he has just – I can't see his eyes. He's got – dreadlocks of mats that are pulling on every part of his body. I don't think he had a bath for probably years. Okay, years have gone by. So I have a scanner in my glove compartment. and Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) Get out my scanner. (laughs) Lisa, you're like the 007 007. of rescue. Scanner. Scanner. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have it. Gotta have it. So I say, like, you know, let's find out if he has a microchip because I do want to find his owner. I don't want to steal anyone's dog. But this this situation is not okay for this animal. And I scan him and he has a microchip. And I go, oh, God, okay, well, I can't steal him. And I don't want to put him into the shelter because then he could get a pneumonia like the dog I'm about to pull out or a million other 
diseases. Um, and I don't want to really want him to sit there because he's going to take up a kennel for another dog. Then they're going to have to euthanize a dog to make room for this dog that's coming in. So all this is going through my head. Oh, my God. So I call my friend and I'm like, can you get Avid on the phone and find out the phone number of this microchip number? So I call my people to do my job and they get me the fo- three phone numbers that belong to the microchip. So I call and I and the dog's name was like, I think his name's Sammy. And I said, do you own a dog named Sammy? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's my mother's dog. I said, well, I have him in my car and he is in deplorable condition. Oh, yeah, well, he's been missing for three weeks. I said, well, three weeks would not put a dog in this condition. He is full of mats. He's got fleas and ticks all over him. I can't. Oh, my God. He smells. And she says... Yeah, well, he gets really depressed when we give him a bath, so we just don't. Are you kidding me? That's Okay, so my theory in life is you should, just like how a license to drive, you should have some paperwork to be a parent and to be a pet owner. I'm telling you because it's crazy making. Like When I see a dog in somebody's yard and they're on a leash, you know, it, it just, mm-hmm. it makes me crazy. Yeah. I would imagine that on a daily basis, <laughs> it challenges your... That your I want to punch people feel- in the face? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it challenges your uh, your empathy towards humanity. It does. I just have a glass of wine. I'm like, just oh breathe. my God. <laughs> I say, what am I going to do? Because it has an owner and I can't steal this dog. So I tell them, well, you can pick your dog up at the Downey shelter. So I made the decision. I had to turn the dog in so they can come find their dog. Right. And I turn the dog in and I say, I'm going to put a CTA on this dog, which means commitment to adopt. Right. If the owners do not come, they have to call me, which would stop them from euthanizing. Right. I have a friend that's a volunteer there. And I was like, you know, let me check the next day. I'm sure they've come for him. Two days. Nope. Three days. Nope. A week. Nope. Tomorrow is his 10-day hold or 12-day hold of how long he has to be there before they have a chance to come get him. And he they have not come for their dog. So I am going to bust him Sam out and bust take him out. right to the poodle puff for oh. a bath and a shave. And I'm going to do some before and after pictures. And then I have to find him some a new puppy home. pampering. He deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. If you know Lisa, and let's say you're going to go, we're going to go have dinner, right, Lisa? Mm hmm. And we have this big dinner planned. It is happening. It's on. If we see any kind of animal on the way to dinner, we are not making it to dinner. Oh. No matter <laughs> what it is. <laughs> yep. 007 starts whipping out scanners. Yes. And, and I have <laughs> snare poles in my car and I have cages and all sorts of equipment. So tell me the craziest place that you've had to go because you've been in sores you've been like you've had to go under houses what is the craziest place that you had to put yourself in in order to rescue some oh uh, i think crawling crawling under houses is not my favorite because i really hate spiders and rats <laughs> i really that's what do. brings 007 down <laughs> little spiders yeah yeah that's what brings 007 down actually the spiders i can handle it's just that i the rats just oh. 
really yeah. are rats and mice or I have a hard time with. I hear you. But, um, you know, I've crawled under houses. I've put some hazmat suits on to try to kind of protect myself. I've crawled over high fences and to get into rivers. Even being in really horrible neighborhoods this is frightening. What message do you want to put out there for people to really to to heighten the awareness? Right. I think globally just everyone needs to have more empathy for one another, for these living creatures that are suffering. Also, don't think that there's just somebody else that's going to take care of it. People will say, oh, I'm so glad you're doing that. I can't do that. But I'm glad you can do that. Because it needs to be done. You're an angel for taking care of those animals. But I'm only one person. And I will be a warrior for them as much as I can. But people that feel compassionate for animals or have empathy, if they could do a small thing, maybe volunteer at a rescue group, donate towels and blankets to the shelter. Get um, involved. Get involved. Do something. Foster. Put yourself out there because without a village and a community of people to help these animals, we can't do it alone. The rescue community is exhausted. We're overfilled with animals. We don't have any spots left. We're making room. We're negotiating with, like, boarding places. And can you take two more German shepherds? And I know you have a 14 chihuahuas over there, and we're trying to find them homes. And it's just an uphill battle that we struggle with every day. If people have a love for animals, if you want to make a difference in the world, get involved, whatever that means. And you will feel so wonderful about participating in the journey of an animal's life. Well, and that's good that you say that. It's not just getting involved doesn't mean you have to go and go to the shelters and volunteer because maybe emotionally it's not something you can do. But there's so many other ways to help the people that are out there. And volunteering. And donating. If, <laughs> donating. Volunteering. If that's not your thing, then donate. You know, whether it's money or supplies or yes. anything that can keep the people like you and many others that are out there fighting for, you know, we have to be your backup. You're the leader and we're the warriors behind right, you. Right, right, So that's the mental picture that I get. Donations are uh, such a huge part of it because even though it's a sort of sad, but money really helps. Having this money to pay for these animals medical. You know, the dog that I spoke about earlier that has a pneumonia, her bill is 4500 and wow. that's just keeping her on IV fluids. She can't get off anytime soon. So she might have a $6,000 bill. And that's one dog. After this, later today, I'm going to pick up a mom that gave birth to four puppies just two days ago, she was in an alleyway. I got an emergency call and I said, take her to my vet. They're there now. They got there late last night. So I don't know if they're sick. I might need money for the mother. I'm sure I'll need money for them. They all have to get spayed and neutered at some point. I don't have any place to put them. So they're coming into my house. And that's just one family. Wow. What is the one story of an animal that you rescued that really just hit you deep? I have so many of them because they all move me so deeply, but I don't know why I feel like telling you this one. I think it was a couple of years ago. It was a huge mastiff that was in the river in Santa, like in Santa Monica, in the- Ravine? The ravine. Right. Okay. It had a broken leg. And so we were thinking, how are we going to get, and it's like a hundred pound mastiff. 
So we got a fireman's ladder and we crawled down into the ravine and we got rope and we put a trap down there and we went and we had to snare, put a snare pole around our neck. So me and my partner at the time were like chasing her down oh a big my mastiff. God. And we I like, bet you're a teeny little thing because she's a teeny little thing. You can't see her, but she's teeny. We like lasso her around the neck. You could probably ride him like a horse. <laughs> so yeah, because he was so big. And he was so big. Her, she was. Her. And so you know, we got her, and then finally the firemen showed up, and so, sort of everyone in Santa Monica helped this dog. Her name was Tinkerbell. And we got her at our hospital, and we scanned her, and she had a microchip <gasps> to a family in Arizona. Oh, my God. Arizona? And, yeah, and she's in Santa Monica, California. So her family came to somewhere in Los Angeles during the 4th of July, and the, the brother-in-law didn't want the dog in the house. And so there were fireworks. And they put the dog in the backyard and she jumped the fence and she had been gone for months. Oh, my God. She was so skinny. And so we got her leg fixed and fixed her up and everything. And we got in touch with the family and they were sobbing and they drove from Arizona to see her. And they had two teenage, a teenage boy and then a younger girl. And seeing the whole family have this reunion with the animal was so moving and and just uh, meant so much to me. And the teenage boy pulled me aside and he gave me a card, a letter. And he said, I'm I'm not supposed to cry because I'm a man. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to tell you that I've been crying for months because I miss Tinkerbell and you saved her life. Oh my God, Tinkerbell's gonna make me cry. <laughs> and then he hugged story. me and I was like, Oh my oh, God. Well, know? that's why you do what you do. It's mm-hmm. those moments that makes every every hard time that you go through, right? Yeah. Like worth it. And you not only saved this family, but you saved the dog. I feel like Dogs can actually save people's lives. They can. Or pets, you know, just in general, whatever it is that your pet of choice. You're not only saving dogs' lives, but in a certain way, you're you're changing another human being's life because a connection with a human and that animal is something that is unexplainable mm-hmm. if you haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my dog. It's My dogs are my family members. Of you know, they have a better bed than I do. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay because I'll snuggle in there. So. Yeah. <laughs> so have you rescued anything other than like dogs or cats? Have you had any like weird animals? Um, there's been a you know a couple a, a squirrel, a bunny, <laughs> oh. a, a hawk. Um, a hawk. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know the hawk. I found it in my neighborhood and it's because people put rat poisoning out and then the rats crawl out of their homes and then the, the hawks then the hawks eat the rat rat and then they are poisoned and they die and it's just a terrible cycle and it's really not a solution and it was devastating to see this poor hawk suffer and have to die oh my god lisa not that I like rats, but let's come up with yeah. another solution. I'm always for let's come up with a better solution. Uh, I love animals, but I don't want a rat in my house. Let me tell you, with all the fires that we had to like close, I have so many critters in my yard right oh. now. It is, although the other day, so there was these screeching, screeching sound at night. It sounded like somebody was 
killing like babies. It's like screech, like really weird. And it was up on the palm trees. And my neighbor came over and he thinks we live in the wild, wild west. And he's like, you know, because we live like where there's ranch, you know. And he's like, listen, I don't know what's up there. I think it's some possum. I'm going to shoot him down. And I was like, okay, this is not the wild, wild west. And you're not shooting anything down because it's in my property. And I don't know what it is. So I called the city and I'm like, you know, hey, I'm listening to the sound. What is that? She said, they're barn owls. Oh. And I was like, ooh. She goes, they're protected. You can't. I said, well, my neighbor wants to come. And he's like, give me. She goes, well, they're protected. He can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I drove home. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I was in like a class and I came home. I was exhausted. The barn owls on my in my driveway. <laughs> Huge, white. I'd never seen a barn owl. White, and his head turned around like fully and looked at me. (laughs) And that connection was the coolest thing ever. Love it. And I was like, Yeah, neighbor, come over here. (laughs) You just mess with my barn owl. Don't mess with my barn owl. (laughs) Screech. Now that I know, I'm Uh, like, Screech. And she found you, the barn owl. She knew where to come hang out, right? right. She was like, I'm going to be in your backyard. We're going to be best buds. Yeah, I'm like Snow White out there. You know, all my squirrels come. And <laughs> I did. Here's like, I don't know much about animals. So I had this prey mantis that was around for a while. And he would hang out. And I was like, oh, you know, what does that mean? So I look it up. And it's like, and it's like prey mantis means patience. Oh. You know, you need to have patience. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I have no patience. You know, whatever. And my girlfriend calls me. She goes, listen. Shoo that, shoo away the the prey mantis. And I go, no, girl, it's a spiritual thing. She goes, no, it's not. It's waiting for the hummingbird on your humming feeder. They rip the heads off and they eat them. Oh, no. She goes, so... And I'm like, oh no! So my patience—it's like my 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 symbol from the universe yeah. is a killer. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like pick one—you got to have patience or save the birds, right? So I'm like, all right, buddy. I took the bird feeder down. Yeah. I was like, no, we're not mm. waiting for no stalkers around here. <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! So Lisa, let's give some information, okay, on your uh, website on the animal rescue, which is called Big Love Animal Rescue. What you're needing, donations, some supplies, Mm -hmm. please take this opportunity to put all your information in your social media and where people can find you and the rescue. My website is bigloveanimalrescue.org, and I wanted to tell you that my tagline is, we will find you, we will help you, we will love you. Oh, I love that. Say it again. We will help you, we will find you. We will love you. Oh, and they will. She will. <laughs> and if you see her, she's just Lisa. I'm so glad that you could come today. Oh, I'm this so is happy to be here. Thank you. Big thing in my heart. I Thank love you. animals. And my Instagram page is Big Love Animal Rescue. You could find me there. I post my puppies and all the dogs that I get from the shelter and the street animals. My goal for the rescue is that I'm going to be filming all of my rescues from beginning, middle, and end, showing the dog in the happy home. I'm going to create a YouTube channel so you'll get to see the animals being saved and where they end up. Oh, Uh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And on my website, you can become a monthly donor, even if it's something as small as $10 a month or you can be a one-time donor. I'm also creating a wish list on Amazon for pee-pee pads and dog food and formula because I'm on the bottle feeding program at all the shelters. So they call me when they have puppies that don't come in without their moms and I have to bottle feed them because the shelters 
uh, have to euthanize them. They can't keep puppies um, oh my God. Uh, overnight. They don't have the manpower to bottle feed. So I'm always grabbing puppies. Uh, supplies are great. And uh, on Facebook, Big Love Animal Rescue, you can find me there. Please share my uh, Facebook page because the more people that I get on my social media pages, the more I can teach about what I'm doing the more I can get donations to help these animals and continue doing my work. I don't ever want to have to say, oh, you have a broken leg. I can't help pay for this. And so I want to focus on the animals that are in the shelters that are in the medical rooms or the ones that you don't see that are hidden in the back because they're not available to the general public because they've got so much, so many medical issues going on and they are truly, truly forgotten and, be, and they get euthanized right away and they cost thousands of dollars to help these animals. But those are the ones that, that have my heart because the little fluffy ones will probably get adopted. Right. But it's, you know, it's the pit bulls and chihuahuas and the ones in the medical room that are just not getting out. So Now, do uh, you do pet adoptions also? I am going to be doing pet adoptions, and also I'll have all my animals on Pet Finder. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so um, like I said, I just started the organization this year. I did work for Hope for Paws for six years prior to this, so I have a huge history and a lot of knowledge on running a rescue, saving animals. And... Yeah, you've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's for a long time. So listeners, please, you know, donate. Even if you think it's too little, never it's too little. never too little because it all accumulates over time. Yes. Well, Lisa, I will be donating. Thank you. A little something, yeah. something. <laughs> and uh, and maybe volunteering or coming to the shelter with me. Yes. Oh, oh my God. But, uh, I'm going to like, you're going to have to pick me up from the floor. That's all I'm saying. I'll have a shot of tequila for <laughs> <Yeah>. you waiting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so next we're going to play a little game. Okay. I'm going to call in Dana. She's my show correspondent. And we have a game that we like to play, and it's called Two Tweets and a Lie. Normally what I do is I go through our guests' Twitter feed, but you're not a big tweeter, so we thought that we would do dog edition of tweets that have been tweeted out about dogs, and two of them are going to be real tweets. I know. Oh, my God, these stories. Uh, Two of them are real tweets, and then one of them is a lie. So one's just a fake tweet about a dog. Two of them are real tweets about dogs. All right. Okay. Let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) So after I read them, you've got five seconds to decide if it's number one, two, or three. Wait, so one, two, or three, I'm telling you if if it's real or if it's... Yeah, so... You're going to pick the fake one. Oh, I'm picking the fake one. Okay, pick the fake one. Okay. Okay, so round one. I know it's only our second date, Susan, and maybe I'm moving too fast, but I'd like to buy your dog. Second tweet. Went to Disney. Very disappointing. They said it's the happiest place on earth, but I did not see one single dog. Oh, Hashtag false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> and the third tweet for the round is, I only work out so I'm strong enough to hold every breed of dog like a baby. <laughs> uh, Which one? I, I think number one. Yeah, I think one. One is a real tweet. Ah! Uh, num- <laughs> number two is a fake tweet. No! Oh, that was my fave. But I thought of it. So <laughs> it's a real thought. So there's a payoff after all. There is, yeah. <laughs> awesome. All okay. right, round two. All right. Okay. Uh, first tweet in round two is, the reason dogs love humans so much is because they're trying to get all of the bones inside of us. <laughs> God, I hope that's real. Uh, tweet number two is, squirrel hell and dog heaven are the same place. <laughs> 
And the third tweet is, my dog thinks his name is Who's a Good Boy and not Jake. <laughs> oh, that's, I think that's real. So, um, I don't know, two? Two is real. Ah, I'm oh, terrible at this so game. One, one, uh, one is that's fake. That's real. Oh, oh, my God. The third one I made up, but it's also it could be Another so payoff. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's winning. <laughs> I'm failing miserably over here. Dana's winning. <laughs> okay, okay, guys. Round three. Okay. Uh, first tweet in round three. Went out for milk. Came home with a puppy. Hashtag whoops. <laughs> That's me. That like me. <laughs> All right, that is definitely me. Uh, second tweet is today marks a year since I paid nearly two hundred euro to be told my dog was faking struggling to breathe in order to be carried. Oh my god! <laughs> and the third tweet is I'd pay ten thousand dollars per ticket if instead of people the airplane was filled with dogs. Oh man, uh, that would be me because I always get the freak sitting next uh, to me on the plane. Man, I don't. Uh, and two is definitely real. So I, I, three. That one's real. Oh, Somebody no! tweeted that. Oh my god. Uh, number one is the one that I made up. And which one's that one? Uh, the one I went out for milk and came home with a puppy. Okay. Well, you know, I believe that because this is what happens. My, I am not allowed to drive. If Okay. So if we're going to supposedly get dog food, which I cook most of my dog food. Mm-hmm. But if we have to get kibble and there's a pet adoption happening, <laughs> my husband will not stop. Literally. He will not stop. He won't. So when um, my other dog passed and I waited a while to get another dog, and we had to go get dog food. But uh, before that, we stopped at Rocco's Tavern in <laughs> Studio City, right? And uh, we were having drinks, and it was like we had a great afternoon. Yeah. We go get dog food, and they're having a pet adoption. My husband's like, I'm driving. And I'm like, no, come on, I'm buzz. I'm like, I'm just going to get the dog food, you know, just relax. I fell in love with this puppy. He looked at me. I looked at him. We had to have each other. And we <laughs> named him Rocco. He came oh, home. So I my husband's it. like, I will never be suckered again. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you, and you know, that is like my, my daily life. Like go out for milk and come home with a puppy. So I don't know why that would ever be. You're like, what's frank. wrong with that? When my <laughs> friends have, invite me over for dinner, you know, and I say, what can I bring? They're like, wine and a puppy. And I'm like, okay. And I show up with wine and maybe two puppies. You're welcome at my house anytime. <laughs> Thank you so much for playing Two Tweets and a Lie Dog Edition. <laughs> this was so fun. Thank you so much for being such a good sport. Thank you. Thank you. So, Lisa, if you were left unsupervised and nobody can hear you or see you, where would it be and why? I would bust in everybody's house with trucks and buses and I would take all of their abandoned dogs and their dogs that they're not feeding and their dogs that are chained up and I would steal all of their dogs and I would put them in a boat and buses and cars and I would drive them to the most wonderful place on earth not Disneyland and I would give them the life they so truly deserve. Oh my god like Dog Island. Like Dog Island. Oh Elisa thank you so much for coming in and all the work that you do. It is amazing. And guys, big love Animal Rescue. Please donate. Anything that you can do would be amazing. You have to come back and I tell us I will come back. Stories. I want to spend more time with you. I love being with you and we should hang out more often. Yes! 
Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Left Unsupervised. Don't forget to stalk us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Left Unsupervised Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you.